With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm your host, Dave C. And you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on TalkShoe. And the show ID is 7910667. And you're most welcome. Indeed, you are. Welcome again to a further episode, episode 80, would you believe? Yes, it's Wednesday, the 1st of July, 2020. And here on Never Isolated, a podcast here hosted on TalkShoe, concerned with um, matters of this um, awful, uh, uh, well, 100 days we've had here of isolation and counting, um, the world pandemic, and uh, as I'm based here in the UK, in the Greater Manchester area, uh, we do tend to deal more with what is happening here in the UK, although I do make every effort to illustrate and uh, pick out uh, major impacts in other parts of the world, uh, in uh, North America, Latin America, India, uh, China, of course, where it first started, Europe, which suffered very early on with all this. And to that end, um, we're trying to focus a little more tightly as the episodes go forward. Now, yesterday I was hoping to cover what the Prime Minister Boris Johnson was going to set out in his plans for build, build, build for our recovery. But um, by the time I'd covered some of the other stories, um, catch-up stories from uh, uh, the previous few days, and because the Prime Minister was in actual fact, as I was doing the podcast, still speaking to Parliament, still laying out his plans, um, I mentioned, if you listen back to episode 79, that we will cover that today. So um, just so that we give a little bit of um, variety and worldwide concern as well, today's title for episode 80 is Never Isolated, Who Dashboard and UK Recovery, and Who in this particular case stands for World Health Organization. And we have mentioned it before in terms of uh, world um, uh, totals. So we will then cover about what Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, said. So the, the further strap line we have, the agenda, as it were, for today is, today we spotlight two areas, the WHO COVID-19 dashboard and UK plans for recovery, build, build, build. Now, just before that, a couple of stats. The um, latest stats for the UK is sadly 155 new further deaths with the uh, COVID-19 on the death certificate. Um, that number had been smaller in some days. In fact, uh, as I reported on episode 79, that increase was only 25. However, uh, as I've just mentioned, um, this is for 
really mostly up to yesterday, up to the end of July, uh, up to the end of June, as we're now on Wednesday, the 1st of July. So 155 new deaths and a total here in the UK now of 43,730. And we've also, the last time I looked before I go to this dashboard, the in the worldwide there have been uh, 10.5 million confirmed infections and more than uh, 509,000 deaths. But um, the, um, the WHO dashboard that we'll go to shortly uh, is likely to be uh, moved on from there. But before we do that, let's just hear one piece of information. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Okay, so um, as I looked yesterday, um, it was um, the key factors... Um, well, well, no, let's go to the, the world thing there, because that may be of greater significance to listeners. So I'm quoting this time um, information not <clears throat> from the BBC.news online site, but the World Health Organization's own site. Now, it's a very long title, so let me just put that into the room. <clears throat> And that is, if people listen back to this uh, podcast here on the TalkShoe site, you will see the number of links that I put in during it. Of course, many people hopefully will be listening, and many of those people will listen to it elsewhere. Um, I usually read out the URL if it's simple, but this one, let me give the first part of it. It is covid19.who.i. NT, which I think stands for international and then forward slash. But the easiest way I think to find it is to search in Google who coronavirus disease COVID-19 dashboard. And there is a, um, a world map there and it's showing an awful lot of information, more than I can uh, cover in today's episode. But I did want to highlight that this information is there and perhaps gives people a chance to see uh, some sort of overview of, of what's happening around the world. So um, it, it has um, <clears throat> global situation. So the global situation in actual fact here says uh, 10 million 268,839, uh, but that only goes up to the 30th of June. So in actual fact, when I said um, 10.5 million, that is actually more up to date than this dashboard. I've got a feeling this dashboard may be only um, updated at midnight today, um, because that was one of the factors that was happening in um, Latin America, by the way, and I'll just uh, go back over that if I may. Um, the the figures that I'm reading, the first one I gave, are usually up to 9am UK time. The figures, I believe, on this WHO coronavirus disease page, um, they do it in 
24 hours. In other words, the 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 count stops at midnight, and I'm assuming that's midnight GMT, and then it starts again for 24 hours. And I do believe that some of the uh, concern are what seemed to be underreporting in some countries in Latin America was the fact that whatever deaths were reported in the evening news, that was the report for the day. And then at midnight, it would reset. So if one report was 27 or 28 or 30 hours after the previous one, they only reported what was in the previous 24 hours, as I understand it. So just be clear, I'm not clear on that. But there was definitely possibilities for underreporting, especially at the weekend's figures. So uh, having said all that, as I mentioned, the information that I had gotten was that it was um, a number of worldwide um, 10.5 million. And that's the um, the John Hopkins information. Um, but on the um, dashboard here it says global situation. And it's not sort of it's got a large number, but that number's not sort of ticking by uh, as a live number count. So I've got a feeling that that is updated uh, once every 24 hours. Sadly, on this as well, the number of worldwide deaths is 506,064. 560,000. Um, whereas, again, I quoted the one from the John Hopkins, which said 509,000. <clears> it also has a regional breakdown. So it gives situation by regions and it splits the world into the Americas, Europe, Eastern Mediterranean, Southeast Asia, Africa, and Western Pacific, with the Americas um, suffering um, half, indeed, of that 10 million, 5 million, 200, and 18,590 confirmed cases, not deaths, cases um, were from the Americas. So the Americans count for half the currently collated new um, numbers. And then it's got graphs for um, Americas, Europe, Eastern Mediterranean, Southeast Asia, Africa, Western Pacific. In, in other words, there's an awful lot of data here, and there's no way I can cover that here. But I will just point out that the, the graph for the United States of America is different from most of the other graphs in that it has appeared to, after going up, and the curve coming down, but very slowly, that curve has gone back up and the newer peaks are actually higher than the original peaks, where although in other places they have sort of um, Iran, in fact, is the only other country I can see here that also is having a second peak that looks uh, as high, if not higher than the original one where places like Mexico, Pakistan, Spain, uh, Chile, United Kingdom, Peru, um, Brazil is still going up because they are still the one of the major hotspots at the moment, sadly, for them. So there is a, a vast wealth of uh, information. So I'm just going to 
uh, stop at this point by saying, do a search in Google for who coronavirus disease, then it says COVID-19 in brackets, dashboard, and the URL starts covid19.who.int, which I think stands for international. So I'm going to stop covering that now because what I want to do um, is um, mention the, uh, there's also a page which I will give for the UK for coronavirus information, which again is not the BBC site, but I will put that this URL in. And in this case, I will read it out because it is a much more uh, easy to read out one. And for if you want the sort of data that you see on the WHO site, but for the UK, it's coronavirus, that's all one word, coronavirus.data.gov.uk. And that's showing the total number of lab confirmed cases as um, 312,654. Daily number of lab confirmed cases, 600 and 89. The total number of COVID associated deaths in the UK as a whole, that number I gave earlier, 43,730. And again, sadly, the daily associated deaths in the UK, 155. And then it breaks that down somewhat with England, Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales. And it shows um, a graph and there is a daily number of lab confirmed cases, but it does show the graph going down. We are not showing as yet nationally signs of uh, a second peak, although we did mention yesterday that Leicester in the UK is seen as a possible new hotspot and is undergoing further lockdown extension regulations. Okay, just to give my voice a break, I'm just going to play in that little clip a second time. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Okay, and whilst that was playing, it uh, gave me a chance to put in two more uh, URLs. And I'm going to read them both first before we go to the data. We're now talking about the UK and the uh, Boris Johnson uh, speech about build, build, build. So the first one I'm going to refer to is um, in the BBC News politics section. The URL is <clears throat> bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash politics dash five three two three four zero five eight just scroll back slightly if you need to hear that again and again let me just impress i want you to go to these sites it's only because this is such a public need matter that i am quoting from the actual information on the page not in its entirety by any means um, but the reason for me using the words quoting from is because I don't want it to be me giving out misleading information. And the only way I can be sure of doing that is by not 
rewording it, in other words, uh, sort of giving my summary, because I may then be um, without be awareness, be giving a slant and not giving the information as is stated. So I'm not trying to take any copyright from them. Uh, these are national need to know. The second URL I will be going to, uh, which is a post by Laura Kingsberg, the political editor, um, uh, and that these were both posted yesterday, these pages, again in the politics section. And the URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash politics dash five three two three seven eight six seven. Now I've read those out first, so anybody not uh, here at Torture Site when they're listening can have those pages to peruse as I um, pick out some comments for them. So the first one I read, as I mentioned, coronavirus, Johnson sets out ambitious economic recovery plan. Now, as we know, the government has given lots of um, loans and support and underwritten lots of possible debt. And it's also spending a lot of money on paying 80% of furlough payments to people to stop the staff being laid off. That is currently still at 80%, but that will reduce down to 70% and 60% as we try and get um, the UK moving. But no doubt, even with all that, there are some sectors, uh, mainly the ones that can't be done without uh, with social distancing. Uh, there are a large number of extra people facing long-term unemployment. And... Um, it's a historic device that politicians have used in the past, not device, um, a, where, a means whereby which to get people working by doing civil projects, uh, things that need lots of manpower, men and women power, I better say that, um, because that means that most of the cost is in the actual wages paid to do this. And of course, if families are earning wages, they're not on benefits and they also got more money than if they were on benefits and that money they spend on uh, products and food and uh, uh, things so that money recycles back into the GDP of the country so that's just the theory behind it again as I understand that so Boris Johnson has said now is the time to be ambitious about UK future as he set out a post coronavirus recovery plan he will vow to use this moment to fix long-standing economic problems and promised a five billion pound new deal to build homes and infrastructure now, I must admit, that doesn't sound a particularly large amount. And indeed, the Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, said there was not much of a deal and not much that's new. Um, so um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll read on. Um, <clears throat> also, of course, uh, I should just mention that the Chancellor will also be outlining um, some further statements um, in the next few days. But the projects in the five billion pound investment billion, that is um, not million, five billion include 1.5 billion for hospital maintenance and building, 
eradicating mental health dormitories. As we found out, um, dormitories are not the safest places in these things. Improving A&E capacity. And the government said this is new money in addition to the 1.1 billion in its spring budget. So that automatically means we're already up to 6.1 billion. The thing that we're that, that has obviously raised a concern there is that there's been a lot of people not having their routine operations. So there is a whole backlog of people waiting for, I don't know, pacemakers, hip replacements, uh, and other things that have, have have been on hold. Sometimes because the patient doesn't want to go into hospital, other times because there's no way of having them have that treatment within um, the framework of um, the hospital structure at the moment. Now that is getting back to normal, but at the peak of the pandemic, that wasn't possible. Oh, right. Secondly, 100 million for 29 roads projects, including bridge repairs in Sandywell and improving the A15 in the Humber region. Money, this money had already been announced. So of the 1.1 billion, um, which was already in the spring budget, added to the 5 million, we're up to 6.1, but we've taken the 0.1 away because that's all was already announced before. Over 1 billion for new school buildings, as announced on Monday, this cash comes from the government's existing infrastructure plan. So is that new money or not? <clears throat> 12 billion to help build, hang on a minute, out of the uh, 5 billion, and then we're adding 12 billion. But I'll read what it says. 12 billion to help build 180,000 thousand new affordable homes for ownership and rent over the next eight years uh, that's why it will be 12 billion over eight years and not uh, some of that will of course be in this five billion for this coming year this brings together three pots of money already announced by previous Tory governments and Mr Johnson's administration so I wish they wouldn't do this because it can lead to people saying there's not cl clarity there. Um, it obf obfuscates, or whatever the word is, what is actually new money. Okay, I'll read on. Don't make a comment, David. Other projects announced by the government spring budget, which will now be accelerated. So this is not new money, but it's money that's be uh, was allocated for further in the future, which will be brought in more quickly and that is 83 million for the maintenance of prisons and youth offenders facility and 60 million for temporary prison places 900 million for shovel ready local projects in england this year and 2021 and half a million to 1 million for each area of the towns to fund spending on improvements uh, um, to parks, high street and transport. So some people would say clear, clear, clear as mud, um, but it definitely is an injection of cash. Um, but when you break it down, um, it's not as clear. Now there is on this page, I'm not going to read it, but do direct you to it. 
There's an analysis of that by Chris Mason, the political correspondent underneath. Uh, and there's also an analysis by Faisal Islam, uh, the economics editor as well underneath. Um, and um, there actually is allowed comments under that, which uh, has been one of the criticisms of the BBC page. They seem quite um, limited to which articles can have comments. So I'm now going to, watching the time, going on to that second and final page on the politics politics that I mentioned. Um, and that is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash politics dash Five three two three seven eight six seven. This is by the Laura Kingsburg, the political editor. Forget the hype. What, what did we learn from the MP speech? Please, Laura. Please, Laura. Spell it out for me. Well, again, I can't read all that she's put. But forget the hype. What do we know about what we didn't know about on Tuesday morning about the Prime Minister? Uh, what extra light did his big speech uh, in Dudley, oh, is it Dudley, not uh, the House of Parliament, uh, shed on what he plans for the country? Since the coronavirus and his own health battle, it's been rare to hear from it that length. He did decide to share a moment with one of the newspapers showing off press-ups. All uh, oh, right. Um, trying to show that he's fit to tackle things. So actually, it's quite a long thing there, but it does say here that Chancellor Rishi Sunak is expected to make an announcement next week, not later this week, next week on measures to ease the impact of coronavirus. Well, I think because there's a lot for, yeah, I've given you homework. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, there's a lot for you to just digest there, I think, and we shall leave it at that for today uh, on episode eight, never isolated, who dashboard and UK recovery. And um, we'll go back to more medical concerns tomorrow because there's been some new um, further understandings as this coronavirus and they get more and more knowledge about it. Uh, the focus has been on this being a virus that attacks the lungs. But there's a lot to say of those people that are now recovering that that's not the end of the story and um, its effect on the brain has also started to be highlighted. We know about the effect that, that some people have with loss of smell and taste. So so we'll try and focus more on the, the actual um, what we're learning about this virus. Uh, now uh, people have had it recovered. Some miraculous coveries, people, you know, octogenarians, people over 100 surviving and other tragic ones where even young people have suffered. And then we know about the the different, um, we've talked about it before, the different uh, ethnic backgrounds and even blood types. And even, of course, whether you're a man or a woman have all impacted, it seems, on how lightly or how severely you may be impacted. So with that, we'll end for today. Thanks for listening to Never Isolated, hosted here on Torture. And I'll let myself let us out. Thank you for listening to Never Isolated, show ID 7910667, hosted here on Torture. Bye for now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.